welcome to another week's episode of Sober Shed. I'm your host, Christy. We're going to start out with uh, wishing everyone a happy holidays. I know that the holidays are right around the corner for everyone, and uh, depending on what holiday that you celebrate, I hope you have a Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Yule. Um, if you don't celebrate anything, hi! Um, yeah, so, moving right along. The next best thing about Christmas, besides getting all the presents that you really wanted, uh, and some presents that you didn't want, like that ugly sweater, uh, but you never know, you might really want an ugly sweater. I will leave that to you. Uh, the next best thing, after Christmas sales, end of year sales, oh yes, those are always wonderful. I love getting those in my email box, it's like, oh, sales. But, I made a New Year's resolution, yes. The dreaded New Year's resolution. I have made a New Year's resolution to only buy... Uh, well, I kind of made it a little bit earlier than that. I was like, mm, I have way too many fragrance oils. There's no such thing. I know. I hear you. But, yeah. Where to store them? Yeah, so I need to work within my limitations. So I've decided, and I don't know how long this will last, uh, but I'm going to try, try being the operative word, to only buy fragrance oils once a year. I do not know if that will work. Um, if I have special orders, that may kind of circumvent that. Um, I just recently, because I did this before I got an order for a loaf of soaps, so I did have to temporarily circumvent it by placing an order for one fragrance oil, and I only bought one fragrance oil. Can you believe I resisted temptation? Mm, yeah. But it was a nice fragrance oil. So it was uh, coconut lime from Candle Science, so it was really nice. I enjoyed it. Uh, so I got that, but I'm trying to resist the urge, and let me tell you, I have seen some really good sales going on. So, yeah, if you're in a position where you can start acquiring fragrance oils, micas, oxides, um, any other base ingredients like uh, olive oil and coconut oil and palm oil, all that wonderful oils. Um, if you have the room, which I've seen some recent uh, posts where people have gotten soaper sheds, I'm jealous. Uh, but then again, it's cold here and I'd be like, mm, I won't go out there and things will freeze. So it's good I have a little individual space upstairs that I can play in. Um, yeah, so New Year's resolution. Well, kind of a New Year's resolution. It's a, uh, yeah, I don't need all of the fragrances. I'm tempted by all the fragrances, but I don't need them. So I hope you're able to uh, set goals for the coming year, um, be it resisting temptation or uh, business goals. If you have goals to increase your business, kudos. That I know is a challenge. Uh, there are several resources out there to help you in that process if that is what you are looking to do in the coming year. Uh, so there's uh, Facebook groups that you can take advantage of, like the group is uh, Soap Making and Business Coaching. Tina Monk, and I apologize if I butchered that name, uh, provides that group for people that are uh, kind of getting started with the business aspect of it. Uh, Molly Elmore has one, take uh, or next level, take your artisan business to new heights. Now, she actually is a business coach for Soapers, which is fantastic uh, to help you kind of get into the avenue of wholesale ordering. 
Uh, like if you want to start selling wholesale, so you don't want to mess with um, having to go to craft shows or um, consign your stuff or if you're not interested in opening a, uh, a store of your own, or maybe that you are. I mean, that's a def definitely um, an option that's available if that is your goal. Um, that's something I kind of want to maybe explore in the coming year. It's kind of one of those things where you have to look in, within and say, do I really want to do this? What do I want to do when I grow up? I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. Maybe I'll figure that out one day. Maybe I'll be an astronaut. Who knows? Anywho, so there are those options that are available. There's probably several other options that are available and I'm forgetting and I apologize. If you know of any good resources to help others with their um, desire to kind of grow their soaping business. So, and you know, it's not just soap, but bath bombs, lotions, butters, what have you. Um, go to the Soaper Chat Facebook group and post on there because uh, any resource that you provide, of course, it has the opportunity to change someone's life. You never know. It might be that thing that they needed to kind of take them to the next level where they're the next lush. So feel free to post that information and share the, share the love. Uh, the next thing I want to kind of talk about, which kind of goes along that line, if you're just getting started with the, the soap making journey and you don't know where to begin, that's great. I mean, you've got to start with, I don't know. That is the best thing you can start with. And it's the, the smartest thing, really, if you think about it. You don't know what you don't know. So, but you're willing to learn. That's the first step in any journey. So in that situation, you have to say, okay, well, what do I need to do to get started? Um, I personally, I actually didn't start right off the rip wanting to make soap. I was watching soap making videos because it looked relaxing. It was one of those things where you watched the liquid, you watched it go really, really, it was really fluid and then started turning creamy, almost like a pudding. And you watched the process of where it went from that liquid state to the solid state. And then all of a sudden they're cutting this loaf or this, this slab and the, the results are beautiful. So I was just watching it mostly for a stress reliever. And it was funny because my then fiance, he was my then boyfriend at the time, was like, you could probably do that. Well, hold me back. So I was like, you know what, I probably could. So I started looking at resources of getting started. I didn't reach out to anybody and say, hey, can I have your recipe? That's bad form. You look at recipes. Uh, you learn about the different oils and what they do. I thought about what is it that I want my soap to be able to do. Well, I definitely want it to be moisturizing. That's especially the case during the winter when it is dry out there, um, unless you're in a humid area, and then I'm jealous because right now it is very, very dry here. I'm talking uh, static cling. You can hurt somebody with that static shock. Um, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, but I wanted moisture. Um, I wanted bubbles because I love bubbles. Um, and I looked at some other, um, I wanted it to last. Um, so I wanted this uh, kind of a decent hard bar. Uh, but I didn't want it to be a brick of hard oils. So I looked for a happy medium. Once I understood a little bit more about the ranges, uh, which it's, 
it's not an easy process. Sometimes some people take to it like there's it's no tomorrow. Some people struggle and have to ask questions. Questions are good, um, but don't poo-poo anybody for giving you answers that you don't like, of course. Um, you can ask for clarification. Uh, just write out, I don't understand. Uh, and that's perfectly okay as well. But try to be a little bit more articulate about what you don't understand. Uh, I don't understand how that oil applies to my overall goal of this particular type of soap. And somebody may be able to provide you a little bit of clarification on what that means. Uh, and there are wonderful resources out there. Tree Marie Soapworks has a video and I'll post it in the comments. She goes over soap calc. I've, I've posted a link on it before, but she does a wonderful detailed job on explaining soap calc. Uh, if I find one for uh, Soap Maker 3, I will be looking at it myself because I do have it. Still play with it a little bit uh, it, because it's a never ending journey. Whenever you start the soap making process, uh, I'm always constantly looking to see, well, how can I possibly make the same qualities in my soap using maybe less oils or different oils or, or something where it's not going to cost me an arm and a leg for the oils. Because uh, when you get into more specialized oils, hemp oil, um, if you start going into coconut oil, uh, or not coconut oil, that's a cheap oil, cocoa butter, uh, shea butter, uh, cocoa butter, uh, other, there's tons of different options out there. But the more specialized the oil, the more expensive the oil, uh, you have to then decide, okay, is my consumer base going to be one that is willing to pay the extra money for me to use that oil? Mm, maybe yes, maybe no. So that's something for you to decide as you grow your business, as you start to develop. Um, so you may be in a situation where people don't want to spend a lot of money on soap. They think that uh, the stuff at Walmart is the next best thing to greatness. And they're not willing to spend, you know, five, six bucks for a soap. They may be only willing to spend two, three dollars for a soap. Um, either A, you're looking at the wrong demographics. That's not your... Uh, your consumer base and you need to look at a different consumer base uh, and uh, kind of reevaluate that or uh, maybe you need to kind of roll it back. Maybe you don't want to use all those fancy butters and oils. Maybe you want to start out with something a little bit simpler. Um, a simple recipe is not necessarily a bad thing. However, if you do get a recipe, say for example you find a recipe online, uh, you find a recipe in a book, uh, you want to run that through a soap calculator 110% of the time because if you find this recipe and say for example and I know some of the more advanced soapers are going to cringe when they hear this they you you see oh a cup of this a teaspoon of that uh, you know a half a cup here three quarters of a cup there they're cringing going oh my goodness don't do that yeah the reason being is you could end up with a brick of lye heavy soap that nobody can use and you'll have to invest in a crock pot, throw it in the crock pot um, and then you're going to hear people say well what did you do when you ran it through a soap calculator oh well I didn't, I followed this recipe please, please, please 110% of the time run it through a soap calculator I can't stress that enough so important 
Um, it doesn't matter what soap calculator that you use. Research, there's plenty of them out there. The Sage has one that's really good. Uh, Brambleberry has one. Um, I, I personally like soapcalc.net. That's a great one. Uh, and there's tons more out there. Uh, I want to look into one that does, um, it's still something I want to play with, uh, shaving soaps. I've kind of been dabbling with them, but it's that ratio. I still kind of, eh, about the ratio between potassium and sodium chloride. So that's kind of a whole nother advanced avenue right there, but I won't go into it. Um, but you want to definitely run any recipe that you get, even ones that you find on YouTube where they're like, hey, here. And a lot of times what you'll find is the people on YouTube or even online will provide you recipes that are in percentages perfectly fine because the great thing about those soap calculators is most of them have where they're listed in percentages. So you can type in 20% of this, 30% of that, 15 of this, five of that, boom. And then you're done, here's your recipe. And it'll also ask you sometimes, okay, do you want a super fat? Um, and what that is, is kind of usually in hot process soap, after your soap has quote unquote cooked, uh, you're adding oils and butters after the fact for kind of other benefits, uh, like moisturizing is usually a good one. Um, so that's kind of what that is. With uh, cold process soap, usually when you add the super fats a lot of times that kind of brings down the amount of lye that you're using so it kind of gives you a little bit more of the added benefit there um for the longest time i didn't super fat i didn't see a benefit to it i've started to dabble in that uh, so if you are interested in super fatting tons of resources out there it's not a bad thing to dive into this research first and you could honestly research for months before you make a bar of soap, and that is perfectly okay. There is zero problem with that. If you wanna research, um, I've even heard recently that there are some packages that you can buy where they put together all of the ingredients for you in the box, including a container of lye. I, I, as a matter of fact, I know um, there is, um, what is it? Chemistry connection, make your own dot buzz. I think they have a cold process box that you can do, but this one was kind of, I think it was like a subscription box I heard of yesterday. Um, but they kind of put everything together for you along with the recipe. Like I said, I still cringe when somebody says, Oh, here's a recipe. Ugh. Still run it through a soap calculator. I, I can't stress that enough. I, it, trust me when, when you've been doing this for a period of time and somebody says that to you after a while, you get to a point where you're like, did you run it through a soap calculator? Run it through a soap calculator. Did you run it through a soap calculator? I cannot stress that enough. You'll be saying that too. So, <laughs> and, you'll, and you probably are right now in your head. It's like, first thing going through your head, did you put it through a soap calculator? You've been doing this for 20 years. Did you put it through a soap calculator? Yeah, so <laughs> you're probably laughing at me. That's perfectly fine. I have no problem with that. Uh, but yeah, um, so once you get to that point um, and you are ready to create your soapy goodness, um, of course you'll want to let it cure, um, resist the temptation to use it right away. If you do, um, no big deal. It won't last very long because it hasn't had a chance to evaporate some of the water so that you have more of your oils and butters to play with with your soap to make it a harder bar to last longer. Um, 
what I'll sometimes do is after I've cut up my soap, uh, planed it, made it look pretty, put it away, basically put it to bed, I'll sometimes have little scraps and I'll ball those up because uh, of course it's soft enough usually when you first cut it that it can be balled up into a little soap ball. Um, I'll sometimes take those soap balls and save them for a confetti soap but a lot of times what I'll do is I'll throw those in the shower because I want to play with them. And I know they're not going to last that long but at least I can still test the soap um, to make sure that it's not going to cause a problem for other people because of course the next step in your soaping journey if you are not going to make for yourself family and friends uh, if you decide to go the route of selling that's of course something you need to be concerned about whether or not your soap has the potential to hurt anybody uh, knock on wood you never have to deal with that um, but if you're going to go down that soap journey uh, that takes you into a new level, which I've mentioned in previous uh, episodes before, insurance. Love to talk about that, mainly because I, I kind of live in that realm with my day job. Um, so those are things to think about. And uh, I've posted in other episodes, if you want to go back and, and look at that, um, there are a lot more uh, insurance products available for artisan soapers now which is kind of surprising, uh, but good. And that gives you an opportunity to kind of look at what's out there, um, evaluate what's going to work best for you, uh, finance-wise, coverage-wise. Um, and when I say coverage-wise, not you might want to look at things that not only cover, you know, soap, you want to look at, it, does it cover body butters? Does it cover lip balms? Does it cover candles? Those are things to think about. Uh, if you get a really robust insurance coverage, it could potentially cover the whole gambit, including like candles, which is always really nice. Um, so um, that's something definitely it's um, an avenue to, to explore. Um, I noticed soap cons coming up um, in the coming year. I keep getting the occasional message on that. Um, I think it's Southern Soap Con is, is the one that's coming up. The Soap Con in Kentucky already happened. I think that was in September and I wish I could have gone, but uh, uh, coming year, new, new things, new opportunities. Yeah. So that's things to think about as well. What do you want to do in the new year? It, that might be something that you want to do as well. If you want to attend um, local classes, check in, in your area to see if there are uh, local gatherings, soap makers who will kind of teach the trade. Uh, so you can go and literally watch people making the soap, talk to them, they'll explain everything. It's always an opportunity to learn. I, I still will be the person at the front, kind of with a pen and paper, just to kind of writing away, asking questions. I'm not proud. I'll, I'll be the one going, and what happens when you get a lie booger? No, I'm kidding. Um, definitely hope you never have one of those. That would suck. Uh, but... If you have an opportunity where you have local groups that you can attend, take advantage of that. Um, it's so nice to have resources at your disposal. I was honestly thinking about doing something like that in my location because I hear about occasionally people wanting to um, kind of gather and talk soap shop. So that's something that would, might be interesting in the coming year um, 
to see if there are like-minded individuals in my area that would like to do that. I keep looking on occasion to see if I can find anybody. So the closest I've gotten is my annual gathering that is up north on, in Catastona, the uh, Old Sage Apothecary. And so that's, that's kind of my closest right now. But you never know. Might be something else coming on. And the benefit, another good benefit of that would be group buys. Oh my goodness. If you've got a group of people that are together and they're like, I want to buy this. Well, I want to buy some of that too. Hey, let's all get together and buy a big bunch of this and then separate it out and everybody gets a good deal on it. Yeah. So that's the good thing. A little bit of a risk there, but if you're comfortable enough with the group that you're with, that you can do a group buy especially comes in handy if you're buying things like essential oils which can tend to get pricey on um, and, and some butters of course so those are things to think about so there is strength in numbers hmm. so um i i definitely hope that that information is helpful um i hope that this has been an informative um episode for you. I hope you've enjoyed it while you've been making your soap or um, packaging or what have you right now. Um, and if you have any ideas for future episodes, please definitely let me know. You can either message me on Soper's Chat Facebook group or send me a message through soperschat.outlook.com. Uh, otherwise, in the coming year, I am definitely going to be exploring other topics that I can discuss. Uh, and Hopefully we will definitely be more on track with more episodes. I apologize. This one has been a, a little bit of a gap, but I've been working on things to talk about. So I hope that you have a wonderful holiday. Uh, don't eat too many cookies. Uh, stay warm. Um, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, stay cool. Um, and we will see you in the new year. So have a great one, everyone. Bye.